Welcome to another episode of Central Texarkana Podcast, a ministry of Central Baptist Church, Texarkana, Arkansas. We pray this episode will serve to edify you as a believer in Christ and help you in your walk with Him. Thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Joshua, we are back for yet another episode of Central Texarkana Podcast. Bow, chicka, brown cow. Yes, it is, uh, it is good to be with you, Brother Corey. And uh, it's another day that the Lord has made, man. Yes, we will rejoice. And, and be glad in it, in I it right? I love that. Well, today um, we are, are on this particular episode, this segment... Corey, we are going to discuss a very important matter, and uh, we're going to talk about why the scripture is so important, brother. Yes, and, and you know, the, we've talked about it a little bit already today, and just uh, the, the amount of material that we have gathered in just a, a few short minutes um, talking about and planning this this particular episode out is uh it's it's quite a bit so um i would say let's go ahead and get ourselves going and uh that way we can spend as much time as we need to on this topic i think that sounds like a good idea i think it would be good to uh maybe preface this uh with a problem Mm -hmm. that we have perceived in the world we live in uh, a problem that uh, we have perceived in churches, a problem that we have perceived in preaching, and um, we realize that this may not be a popular opinion, but we have to state things for what they are. Right. And um, my perception is such, Corey, that preaching today in large part has ventured away from the scripture and that as a whole, there appears to be a moving away from the text. When we talk about Christianity altogether. And, um, so this podcast is all about, why this text is so important because it appears that to many the text is not as important. I, w- I would tend to agree. Is that with a fair that. observation? I would agree with that for sure. And y- we've got so many um, people who purport to be preachers out there that that do not. They will, uh, and we've talked about this before, they will come up with something that they feel like their people need to hear or that their people want to hear about, an issue, a topic. And they'll say, oh, here's what I think about this topic. Or, you know, here, here's what the world says about this topic or, or whatever it is. And then they will go to the Bible and they will find a verse that they think applies to that. I call it seasoning their own opinions. Yes. 
You know, they 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 have a message that they want to get out, and then they want to use the Bible to season that message. Right. And it has served them well, and many Christians have taken that seasoning. Yeah. To mean that that is the word of God and that is God's message to them. And right. we not trying to be overly combative about this per se, but no. we just, we believe differently. Yeah. We, we believe in expository preaching. And, and, and that's the key right there is that is becoming a, and I hate to, but it's becoming a lost art. The expository sermon going verse by verse through a book of of the Bible and expounding on 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 the phrases, on the words, on the etymology of words, so that we get a deeper understanding of what the scripture means. Yeah. That that has gone in so many places by the wayside. You don't you don't have pastors spending time in their Greek lexicon. Right. Or you, you know the They'll they'll be much more likely to read a book that someone famous has written about the topic they want to preach on, and use that in their mess their message. Than, than using the Bible. I I recently heard a series of messages where, and, and this happened. I heard I heard this individual, I listened to this preaching over the course of a few days. And what I heard more of was stories. Yeah. I heard more stories and who than I heard about the Bible. Yeah, and, and probably who were those stories about? Um, the person the person that speaking. was speaking. Yeah. We we hear a lot of illustration mm-hmm. we hear a lot of storytelling we we get a lot of uh this is what i think and what i believe and how i feel about this or that but it's not accompanied with text yeah it, it in contrary to that thought process the, the power is in the word of god right it's not in the stories right the power is in the word of God. It's not in the illustrations, but yet so many people remember illustrations before they remember the word. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important that, that we as a church and and we've been doing this since, uh, has, was it March when we started doing our reading plans or was it before then? Was it It February? I I think it was, uh, it may have been, yeah, I think it, it may have been March. It was something somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, but, that, but it was it was uh, it was a game changer when we started that reading plan. Oh, sure, for sure. And as far yeah. as focusing as a church, focusing on the Word of God yeah. every day. And I, I dare say, I, I believe that that we have a, a large group within our church who who is faithful to to follow that plan and read. Yeah, I do too. Read their scriptures daily. I, I've gotten uh, wonderful feedback from people, and, and not that it should be a legalistic, a legalistic type thing, like a box to check off. Even though we do give you a box to check off, right? But um, especially if you're approaching it in the right, um, in the right atmosphere, with the right attitude, as you begin to read, mm-hmm. uh, you you will receive. Blessing after blessing, um, yeah. 
just just by reading and studying the word. So, but that begs the question: Why why is the word so important in the life of the church? Why why can we not just get up on Sunday morning and say, "What does Jesus mean to you?" Why do we need why do we need to be told from the scripture why what Jesus should mean to us? Right. Or, and, or and, and not even ask the question, who is Jesus to you, as to imply that there's a different Jesus for right, every person. Right. But the simple question that need that begs an answer is who is Jesus Christ? Yes. Who is Jesus? Um and as opposed how, to who how, he is to you. How do we know him? Right. Um well I you know, I think a, a good starting place for us today, getting to the scripture is John chapter 17. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, uh, a good starting place is 18, John right. chapter 18. And Jesus is uh, standing before Pilate. And we're going to pick up in verse 37. And Pilate says, uh, you are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason, I was born. And for this, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Pilate, in verse 38, says, what is truth? And this is a battle for the truth. This is a battle for the inerrancy of Scripture, the infallibility of the Word of God. Right. Pilate said, what is truth? And today, how many people are walking around asking, what is truth? And how many people are sitting in front of a preacher on Sunday and they're not getting the truth? And and you can find it anywhere, everywhere, every day. You can find some version of someone saying or asking a similar type question. What is truth? What, What? There's no right or wrong. We, we see it all the time. All you have to do is look look online at the news or listen to the news or watch it. Yes. And people don't understand truth. Right. Pilate struggled against that. And listen to what it says in John 17. Those that are listening, uh, it, will, it will always be to your benefit to have your word with you if, if you're able. But we also know that you're listening in the car and... Uh, while you're doing other things, and that's and that's good too, right? Um, and, and hopefully, so. hopefully, then you can you can always go back and and listen to it again when you get to a place where you have your your Bible with you, and, and look these scriptures up. So John 17, beginning in verse 13, listen to what this says. It gives us some great insight. It says, "I am coming to you now." This was in the upper room. Things were wrapping up, and it wouldn't be long until Jesus would be crucified. Corey, Mm -hmm. and it says here, he's he's with the disciples there. He says, I'm coming to you now, and this is his prayer for for the disciples. Uh, It says, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they, uh, the disciples, may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. How does the protection from the evil one come, Corey? It's right here in verse verse 17. 17. Sanctify them by the truth. 
your word is truth. Amen. So when we're talking about how important the word of God is, we're talking about the means by which we are protected against the evil one. We are talking about Christ himself. Yeah. We are recognizing that the Bible, we are acknowledging that scripture is indeed truth. And it's yeah. absolute. And, and like you like you said, that that protection is Christ himself and we know that by looking at John 1:1. In mm-hmm. in different verses within the beginning of 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 the book of John, and it says here, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And then you go down to verse fourteen, where it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Oh, that's so good. Man, that is so good. And I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the, the, the word word here refers to the logos. That's it. Christ Logos. Yes. We have the spoken word that comes from the written word. Yes. The written word is Christ Logos. When we speak the word of God, when we preach from the scripture, Corey, we are speaking the very words of of God when we do that, when it comes from the text. Yes. And I, I mean, I have a great conviction about that. And every hearer that darkens the door of the church on Sunday morning and sits in the pew or in the chair or or in the movie theater or wherever it is that they're hearing it ought to have the same <laughs> conviction, brother. Yes. <laughs> and that, and, and that is, and that is, they, they ought to, come with the expectation that they are getting a word from God and they should know and be able to recognize what a word from God is. And, and really it doesn't, it doesn't take a whole lot. You know, I I used to think, and really this was, uh, you know, uh, a flaw of mine, I get I used to think interpreting the Bible and understanding it was so hard. It was so difficult. Right. And it's really it's really not as difficult as as people make things out to be. I I mean, sure, we've got study Bibles now. We've that have all kinds of notes that help help us understand. But really all you all you really need is to approach the scripture with with the right um, what's the word I'm searching for? I, I want to say attitude, but but it, there's a different word I'm looking for. I just can't think of it. But um, and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, yes, and to help you understand. 
and it, it doesn't take a, a a seminary degree to understand no. the Bible. No, it doesn't. And, and and I think people have, you know, what I think another problem is is people have gotten bored with the Bible. Mm-hmm. They've gotten bored with the Bible, and so we've decided we need more than just the Bible. Right. We we, we need we need a an environment to stimulate us. We need. Um, we need we need clever sayings or well constructed, you know, memes and I mean all these different three, things to stimulate three us. points three points in a poem. Oh, absolutely, because you because know. the Bible in and of itself can no longer stimulate when when that in and of itself is a, is a wrong that's a that's a fallacy because we know the power of the scripture right. to stimulate. Well, and, and how, I, you just. I struggle to understand how people can think that when you read Second Timothy. Cause what does second, it say, brother? Go second there. Timothy uh, chapter three. I'm going to start in verse ten, uh, and, and we'll get to the fam- the more famous verses, if you will, here in just a second. But uh, Paul tells Timothy in in chapter three of Second Timothy, starting in verse ten. You, however. Talking to Timothy, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people... And imposters will will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now, can I can I just real quick before uh, you keep reading? Yeah, I think I know where you're going here. John, Jesus said, protect them. Yeah. From the evil one, and he said, sanctify them with your truth. Right. Right. And now you have Paul saying to Timothy that everyone who desires to live will be persecuted. Right. So it just affirms that we need that protection that Jesus. Prayed for his disciples. Yeah. Keep going. Yes, completely. Keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't and, mean to. No, you're fine. And in verse uh, 13, where he says, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. And we're going to find out how to not be deceived here in just a second. Verse 14, but as for you, Continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, which he Timothy learned it from Paul, mm-hmm. and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, mm. which are able <laughs> to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, <laughs> verse, we, we hear all the time about this verses 16 up, and dude. 17, but verse 15 is almost more important. Yeah. It, how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings. Boy, how how much do we need to make make the Bible known to our kids? Oh, and let people know that it's sacred and holy. Yes, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Come on. Then verse 16, all scripture. All scripture is breathed out, breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, 
for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And what is it that, that the church does, brother? We our our responsibility, other other obviously we 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 gather, we meet to worship God, but here's our other business as the church of Jesus Christ in the world today. We are to teach, we are to reprove, we are to correct, we are to train, and we are to equip. That's right. Though that is the business of what the church is about. And there's a reiteration of that in chapter four. Because listen to what he says to Timothy. Look at the what what, what the instruction he gives. What does he say right there in verse two? Preach the word. Yes. Be prepared in season and out of season. There you are again, yeah. correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the task of preaching the word of God is not for the faint of heart, No, it brother. is not. No, it is not. And, and it, it continues in verse 3 there, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. Isn't that what we've been talking about? People will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears... They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth Yes. and wander off into myths. Bam. Bam. That's why we have false... T- because cause people will not endure sound doc. We have, we have preachers that will not endure study time. Right. It, 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 it takes too long. You know... And, would, and, and then they and then they say that uh, doing it, the, you know, I, I've, 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 what was it, uh, Andy Stan? I don't even like, I don't, I'm careful about saying the word, but yeah. Andy Stanley, I think, actually, um, actually said that expository preaching is easy, that that's taken the easy way out. Oh, wow. Um, and anyone that thinks that expository preaching is easy, they got, have never done it. No, they've never. They don't done even it. know what it is. No. They have no idea. No idea. Expository preaching is easy. Well, shoot, if it were easy, everyone could do it. Oh, absolutely. And and there would be no right. There would be no need of having a a call from the Lord to to preach His Word. Yeah, anybody, anybody could do it. You know, so you know, and 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 that brings us back to chapter two in Second Timothy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, what does it say in chapter two? It's talking about being uh, someone who handles the word of God. It says there in verse 15, or let's start in verse 14. Keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. Mm -hmm. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word yes. of truth. And I, I, my, mine talks about that uh, idea of rightly handling the word of truth. I mean, that, it, it's rightly handled. That's, yeah. that's not picking up the Bible and making it say whatever you want it to say. And it's not picking up the Bible to look for support 
yes. for your own ideas. It's picking up the Bible, discerning prayerfully, diligently, spending the time examining, learning what it is that God is wanting to tell us, and then repeating that to people Yes, in and, a way that is pleasing to Him. Right. And, and, and one more idea that kind of goes along with that, a few verses before... Uh, before that, the last passage we looked at, um, Paul talks a little bit to Timothy about about suffering, and um, and he says in verse eight of chapter two, "Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal." So Paul's in prison; he's bound up in chains. Uh, but then he goes on, but the word of God is not bound. It's not chained, bro. We can't chain it up. Even though Paul himself in this in this writing to Timothy was in chains, he was in prison, Paul was bound, but the word of God was not. He was still able to proclaim that word whether he was in prison or not. Amen. And he goes on to say, therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Yes. And so, I mean, it's, that's what this is all about. And that right there is another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that word elect. We're not going to get on that today. Yeah. We'll get onto that yeah. one another day. But you know what? That's a good segue to Romans. And also talking about why the word of truth, the scripture is so important as it relates to the preaching, as it relates to the hearer, the life of the church. Uh, first off, it says there in Romans chapter 1, and this goes well alongside because that's what the word does when you when you study it out and you know, you you see we talk about that all the time how how it's its own best commentary. Mhm. But in, in chapter 1, verse 16, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God oh, for the salvation. There's that word again, the power of God. The power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. Well, how do we know the gospel? We know the gospel by the word of God. Yeah. Okay. Now... Well, we look at <laughs> I just I just direct look at Romans one right here at the beginning. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, just so you people know, we're not just making this stuff up. <laughs> okay, if you're if you're gonna figure out anything from our podcast, we're not making anything up. Okay, it's all right here in the Word of God. Oh yeah, right, Corey. Okay, yes, all right. So listen, true. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand. Boom! You ready for this? Yeah. That he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Yes. Regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power, there it is again, yeah. to be the son of God by his what? Resurrection, Resurrection from the dead. Go back and listen to our... Sermon recap yes. from last Sunday on the power of God. There it is again. Now, 
Let's go ahead and get to this last area here in Romans 10. All right, and let's uh, let's talk about this, Corey. Oh yeah. Um, it says in verse 11 of Romans 10, it says, as the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. What I want to draw your attention to is Paul writes, as the scripture says. Yes. Well, how can people, that's how preaching ought to go. Preachers ought to get up on, 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 in the pulpit on Sunday and they ought to begin their message as the scripture says, yeah. as the Bible says, as the word of God says, as the text says. You know what? I, I may take it a step further than what I currently do, and I may start putting that in front of every one of the points that I make. That yeah. may be how I begin every sentence Yeah. Uh, in terms of the points that I make on Sunday. Right. As the text says, I mean, that that's connective tissue. Yes. Okay, really important connective tissue. And... Verse 14. Oh, yeah. Here comes the meat. Here I comes mean, the here muscle. I mean, here it is. Here it is, brother. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, we can't stop right there, Corey. Right, no. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And here it is, Corey. And the message is heard through what? The word of Christ. The word of Christ. That It's the power of God unto salvation, man. Come on. Take the Bible into the pulpit with you on Sunday. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, we've been to we've been to places we've been to churches where, you know, we would visit and and we would go through the service and not one time were we invited to open our Bible. Uh, either because the scripture was not readily used in the sermon or it was just displayed yeah for us yeah on the screen um and so i i feel like um you know for those places that do that and i, I you know I, i'm not trying to hate on on a church that will display scripture on the screen during the sermon i mean there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Right. Um, but if you're going to do that, also encourage people to open their Bibles. Yes. Um, because we do. I mean, we've started doing we, that we, for our scripture reading. Our time. scripture reading is up on the screen. Yeah. And, 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 and we encourage people to read along yes. with the person that's doing that. And we all read the same translation up on the screen. Right. But then when you get up to preach, that's gone. It's gone. And and if if we're going to follow along with you in the scriptures, we need to have them open. Right. And we need yeah. to turn those pages. I hope that picks up on the microphone. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Oh, that will for sure. <laughs> and I just got a text a minute ago. I'm pr pretty sure that's going to come through too, but that's okay. 
That's okay. Little, Not a problem. Little, the little ding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, uh, my main concern is those those people who get in the pulpit, and I say people because sometimes it's a woman. Uh, I'm sorry. Right, right. <laughs> but that's not biblical. Uh, and they don't even use scripture or they pay lip service to it and, and quote a verse without even having a Bible in front of them as if it, it will magically add to their, to their message. I won't call it a sermon because that's not what it is. It's a, it's a message. It's a speech. Oh, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard people those people, yeah, preachers, self-proclaimed, right, whatever the case may be. And you know what I hear? I it, it, at times it appears that there's more paraphrasing, yes, than direct quoting. Yes, and they'll oh, uh, that's just you know the pastor paraphrase or whatever, you know. You know if you can't if you can't quote it directly, then don't use it. Either don't use it or or, or, or you know what? Just turn to the the scripture. Yeah. And tell everybody to go there with you. Yeah. There have been, you know, we turn pages at this church. Yes. And I'll tell you right now, there, there's, there's scripture that, that I am not confident that I can quote directly. And I really want people to make sure and get the full meaning out of it. So what do we do? We turn, we turn the it. pages. Yeah. We go to it. And I mean, I, that's, and I really like that. It's you, important. You, you bring to bear, like you've the, the passage, um, we read it earlier today. Was it Roman? Is it Romans sixteen? Romans one one sixteen. The the power of God is the. I guess that's what it. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the one it is. Yeah, it was Romans one sixteen, and and you've brought that into multiple messages, and and it's not always um, having to do with the power. Like there was one a few weeks ago that you. Well, maybe it was talking about the power of God, but well, there was one a few weeks ago, and we were in Ecclesia, or Ecclesia. We were in Ephesians chapter one, and we were talking about how the gospel is not was first for the Jew and then the Gentile. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's you know, because because he begins by saying uh, we, and then he says you also. you also, and that that was a cross reference for that, right? And but it, it, but you know what? Turn there. Yeah. And, and I had people turn yeah. there. Yeah, and, and and anytime you you offer a cross reference, you have us turn there, and I I really I really like that. I think that's important. This is where this is where sometimes that I I think people may view me as a little extreme, mm-hmm. because I I believe wholeheartedly in that. Uh, I I've had people give me input on the best possible way to stand and oh, yeah. to how to preach with the right posture, My goodness, um, who cares? how to, how to look, how to do. And I, and I see value in those things. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I see the value in that. I don't want to take away from that. Well, we want to offer but, our, our best to the Lord, but I mean, but the come point on. is, is I don't, I, my concern for everyone that comes in this church is not, I don't want you looking at me. Right. I want you looking in your Bible. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I mean, yes, I want to, I want to have the right pot. I want to, I can, I can grow in those ways. I I see the value, but first and foremost, I want you looking in your word. Yeah. And if I'm sitting there holding my Bible and I'm reading a verse, now I understand if I'm not actively reading, Mm -hmm. 
but this feedback that I was getting was concerned with people watching me as I am reading. And yeah, the idea that I shouldn't be doing that. The idea was that I should, it would probably be better if I posed myself in a way where I hold the Bible up and, you know, people can, and I, and I understand that, but my first thought was, and it was not the popular thought, I don't think in the room at the time, but my thought was, why are we sitting here talking about how I need to look reading my Bible when everybody in the room shouldn't even be looking my way. They, they should, should be looking be down looking at the down Bible at the, while I'm yes. reading the Bible. Yes. So, I, you know, folks, I'm not passionate about this. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, not no, no, surely not. not a bit. But you know what? I, if, 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 if the Lord sees it fit to, to yank me uh, out of this world, you know, he can do that whenever he wants. Yeah. I don't know how long I'm going to get to serve where I'm at, and I don't know how long I'm going to get to do what I'm doing. But I tell you this, the best print that I can leave, you know, is, is really not my print at all. It's it's the print of the Word of God. Yeah. Uh, if, if people know nothing else, they're going to know that the Word of God's important. Yes. And that we And that we study it and that we preach it. Yes. And it is the most important thing to our church. And, and, uh, it's the word, the word of God. And I think, uh, Joshua, I, I feel like that might be a good place to wrap this up. All right. Well, and I know, I know we could probably talk for <laughs> a lot longer, a lot longer, but, um, but a good discussion. Yeah. Great discussion I, I think on the so. word of God today. I, I think I so. Well, why don't you go ahead and take us out of here and, um, yeah. And, and, uh, uh, and I would just ask folks, you know, it, as, as, as Corey, uh, begins to take us out, I just want to leave a thought with you. And, uh, you know, and that thought is, you know what, uh, ask yourself how important is the word to me? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, coming under the power of the word is the Lord's work, Corey. Yes. And uh, and our prayer is that the Lord will bring you under the power of his word. Amen. And that he'll keep us there, right, brother? Yes, totally. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Hope you all have a great day, and we'll see you on the next one.